0: This is Shi'ar Jeshub, which is Hebrew for, a remnant shall return. The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, is blessed to bring you the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. This sermon was delivered on the 4th of July, and Pastor draws on Solomon's prayer of dedication of the temple to give an important message for our nation. Here now is Pastor Greg
1: Scalzo. In the Heavenly Authority series, we've been studying the beginning of Solomon's reign as Israel's king. Uh, but for this Fourth of July, I'd like to jump ahead and read from Second Chronicles which is at the time of Solomon's dedication of the temple whose construction he led in Jerusalem according to his father David's plan and the anointing of God. And we'll read in Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 12. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. For Solomon had made a bronze platform five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and had set it in the midst of the court, and he stood on it, knelt down on his knees before all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven. And what an image we get of Solomon down on his knees by the great temple that's been built, raising his hands up to God and praying. And he said, verse 14, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven or on earth like you who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. And what a statement of praise right there, right? He opens the the prayer with praise. He understands that the lord god of israel there is no god in heaven or on earth like you people have a lot of concepts of what god is like a lot of imaginations a lot of talk but the god of israel the god of abraham isaac and jacob the father of our lord jesus christ there is no god like him there is no other way he is the one who keeps his covenant of mercy with his servants who walk before him with all their hearts. As we give our hearts totally to the Lord, as we serve him with all our might, we have a great covenant, a great contract that he keeps with us. The God of Israel is the creator God who made the heavens and the earth. There is no other God. All the imaginations of the pagan nations, all the gods with a little G, a false religion, are at best the imaginations of men, and at worst, demonic forces. But God, who is God, the God of Israel, there is no other power in heaven or on earth like him. And he says in verse 15, You have kept what you promised your servant David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand, as it is this day. He speaks it, and he fulfills it. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you promised your servant David, my father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel, only if your sons take heed to their way, that they will walk in my law as you have walked before me. And now, O Lord God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David. And there was a great promise to David to have a man on the throne of Israel. And we know his children will sin. We know Solomon will sin greatly. And what descendant of David would walk before God Almighty in humility, and purity, fulfilling the law in all its points, deserving then the promise of the covenant with David? Verse 18, but will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you, how much less this temple which I have built. Will God indeed dwell on earth with man? Now, they built a tremendous structure. You know, the The heathen nations, and we see it in our day today, even in our nation, when you build a great monument, when you have a large architectural project, it draws people, it unifies people. There's ideology that goes along with it. And the pagans were very attached to their temples. They felt they contained their gods in their temples. And that's why they had their idols in their temples. And a lot of religion is like that today. An outward show, of temple and idols making people feel comfortable in their religion by contact with man-made things. But even though God has ordained that this temple be built, Solomon has clear wisdom, he has clear understanding about the buildings and the things that man makes. For he says, but will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? Remember, in the tabernacle, the Shekinah, the presence of God, would fall from heaven over the mercy seat in the most holy place. And for a time, there would be this dwelling of God with men. And now the same thing will happen for a time at the temple. And still Solomon says, but will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? Behold heaven and the heaven of heavens, the uppermost heaven. You know, you have the, the realm of the sky you have the heavens of outer space, the cosmos, the universe. And then you have the uppermost heaven, Paul tells us, the dwelling place of God. And even that was created, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Even the heavens, even the uppermost heaven is a creation of God. God is above all these things. He's above the uppermost heaven. How can a temple, and now that great building, which seems so awesome to the people, right, seems very small. When you think about the universe and even heaven itself, the heaven of heavens, not being able to contain God Almighty, the creator God, there is no one like him in heaven or on earth. And the great question, will God indeed dwell with men. How does God dwell with man? How much less this temple, this brick and stone, which I have built. Yet, even though, yet, this is a symbol. This is a symbol of where the name of God is. And symbols can be good if they're understood the right way. The cross is a good symbol, because people know when you show a cross, It means you believe in Jesus Christ who died for your sins, or it should mean that. But if you start to take that cross and make it an idol, to bow down before, to worship before as though the cross, the piece of wood or gold is something, that's not good. Here the temple is a symbol. It's a type of Yahweh. The Ark of the Covenant will go in there. It's the place where he places his name to have one center of worship so that the tribes of Israel don't go off in every direction, every wind of teaching. One local place they can come, one Lord, one faith. And so it has an importance that this is the place the nations know is the center of the people, and the center of that people is Yahweh, God Almighty, and here is the temple to him. Yet, even though how much less this temple which I have built can contain God Almighty, yet regard, verse 19, the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord, my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you. And let's see what that prayer is. That your eyes may be opened toward this temple day and night, toward the place where you said you would put your name, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes toward this place. So as they pray toward this temple, this place where God has said he will place his name, he's asking the Almighty to hear. Verse 21, And may you hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place, hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. He knows they need forgiveness as they pray, recognizing the one true God, as they look toward this temple, understanding there is only one God, and they seek Him here, O God, and forgive, because without forgiveness no prayer can be answered. That's why when Jesus forgave the crippled man and He said, may your sins be forgiven, and the religious leaders were taken back, all those who had been healed prior, how could they have been healed if their sins had not been forgiven. Without forgiveness of sin, there is no answer to prayer. Obviously, he had the ability to forgive their sins for them to be able to rise up and walk and take their mass. He says, verse 22, if anyone sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath and comes and takes an oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act, and judge your servants, bringing retribution on the wicked by bringing his way on his own head, and justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness. Let this temple be a dividing line. Let it be a place where those who try to play a game with God find judgment, and those who desire righteousness find release. Verse 24. Or if your people, Israel, are defeated before an enemy because, why? They have sinned against you. And return and confess your name and pray and make supplication before you in this temple. They repent. They understand their their defeat is due to sin. And they come, they confess God, his name. They pray, they make supplication. Verse 25, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land which you gave to them and their fathers. So he's connecting the expulsion from the land to the need to come back to the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Verse 26 when the heavens are shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against you, and when they pray toward this place, and confess your name, and turn from their sin, because you afflict them, then hear in heaven, and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk, and send rain on your land, which you have given to your people as an inheritance. What a promise, what a covenant, right? It's still their inheritance to this very day because God fulfills his promises. God keeps his word to his people.
0: If you would like to listen to the program again or other radio broadcasts in our archive, you can join us on the internet at www.shiarjashub.org. You'll also find info on our church, including our church history and articles of faith. And Pastor will be adding insightful commentaries on the scriptures. Right now, there is an important article he has written on Christian responsibility, which we hope you take the time to read. The address again is is www.shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.